welcome to Water Matters, a podcast from Euro, where we answer your big water questions. Where does it come from? Where does it go to? And what happens to it in between? I'm your host, Caroline, and today I'm with Mikhail Bentfelsen, co-chair of our Committee on Wastewater, and we're going to discuss micropollutants and how these interact with and affect our water. Mikhail has over 30 years experience in water quality and wastewater treatment, including designing wastewater treatment plants. Welcome, Mikhail. Hi, Caroline. Good to be here with you. Great. Mikhail, we'll get straight into it. Can you tell me what a micropollutant is? Yes, well, a micropollutant basically is a, a usually man-made uh, contaminant. And we call it micropollutants because it's usually present in the environment, in this case, in, in the water cycle, in a relatively low concentration. So micrograms per liter or nanograms per liter. Uh, most micropollutants are not easy degradable. So they tend to build up in the environment or in the water. And in that way, they can, although they are in low concentrations, they can have bad impact on human health or on, in the environment. And so they're, they're everywhere, really. Yeah, that, that's true. They are, they are in uh, all the products that uh, in, made in industry, uh, consumer products like pharmaceuticals, uh, personal care products, uh, detergents, um, paint, uh, you name it. They can be anywhere. So, Michael, why are micropollutants such a problem for water service providers? Well, basically, we don't want micropollutants in our environment and in our our water, the, the drinking water we use is that's been produced from surface water or groundwater, of course. Um, and the problem is that uh, they are this, although they are there in in small concentrations, they are, they are a, a risk, and they are very hard to remove. Uh, we have, of course, our wastewater treatment plants. The wastewater you produce in your toilet, in the, the, the kitchen sink, the shower. It's treated uh, before it's uh, returned to, to the environment. But uh, these treatment plants, they are uh, designed to remove basically human uh, excreta, feces, urine, and other substances, but not uh, designed to remove these micropollutants. So we need, uh, uh, if we want to remove them, it's, uh, that means that we have to develop uh, new technologies, uh, which are costly and above all, uh, require a lot of energy, and this, so they so extra treatment is not really what we call sustainable. By treating wastewater, we are also producing byproducts like sludge and phosphorus, uh, what we use as a fertilizer in agriculture or in uh, other other ways. And uh, if these micropollutants are in these byproducts as well, the whole uh, concept of circular economy is 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 uh, endangered. So we just don't want this micropollutants in our wastewater. That sounds very intensive. Like, wouldn't it be better to prevent micropollutants from entering the water system in the first place? Yes, exactly. That that's that's uh, your that's really what we want. Uh, what we say, if it's not in there, we don't have to get it out. So. Uh, what we really like to, to ask that, uh, that these micropollutants should be already controlled before they enter the water cycle, what we call control at source. So to prevent these micropollutants in industrial products or consumer products, uh, and if they are in there, that they're not released into the environment. 
we also think that producers uh, of these substances, of these compounds, are uh, responsible even after they have produced these uh, substances and they are in the in the in the products. So that's what we call extended producer responsibility. So that producers are part are responsible also for removing these micropollutants or financing uh, the, the, the treatment of this, our wastewater. And, but is there any legislation surrounding the regulation of micropollutants in the environment? Yeah, there is, there is already some regulation in place there, but we are happy that uh, the European Commission, the European Union, is working on, uh, on a green deal, including the targets of almost uh, zero pollution. And that's uh, what we really support, that uh, we, should, uh, we should go toward a clean environment by not using these substances and controlling them as much as possible. There is already a lot of regulation, but uh, for instance, there should be eco-labels for, for products that are safe by itself, that doesn't contain these micropollutants, so consumers can choose what they, what they buy, those kind of things. So as a consumer, I should be making more conscious choices, like I'm looking out for eco-labels a little bit more and um, using products, cleaning products and personal hygiene products that are better for the environment, like looking for the, um, the more environmentally friendly options. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that, that's what we're saying. And uh, it should not be only the consumer, because we think that also there, would, there should be more strict leg legislation on the products that are allowed on the market as well. We think that's also necessary. Great. So there's something that everybody can do from, from consumers to manufacturers and producers. Um, yeah. and, but there's also a little bit that, the, well, an awful lot that the EU can do in terms of legislation and regulation. Great, Mikael. Well, thank you very much for all of that. And thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Euro and ask us your water questions there. That's at E-U-R-E-A-U -E or visit our website at euro.org. And next time we'll be looking at what happens to your water once it enters the sewer network and wastewater treatment plants. And until then, goodbye.